Sketch seven of Modern Monologues by Marjorie Benton Cook. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Stage directions read by Eva Davis. The Very Young Person. Read by Linda Olson Feitak. Mother. Read by Eva Davis. Up to Date Girl. Read by Linda Olson Feitak. Maggie Dogen. Read by Linda Olson Feitak. Sketch seven Suburbanites. Scene Suburban Train. Enter a very young person who meets a friend. The very young person. Why, Betty Borden, how do you do? Where on earth did you come from? I haven't seen you in ages. Is that so? Boarding school. Isn't that fine? Of course you liked it. Everybody always likes boarding school. Me? oh i'm still at miss smithers i suppose i always shall be there like it i should say not i simply hate it why that old woman that miss smithers she just spends her whole time making us girls miserable i give you my word of honour that if a boy so much as puts his head around the corner of the street she pulls down all the curtains that's a fact oh i just love to but my father won't hear of it he says he wants me right at home where he can see that my studies don't interfere with my social duties <laughs> silly isn't it he says he knows that if i went away to school i'd work myself into brain fever i never saw you look so well and that's the sweetest hat you've got on would you mind turning around oh it's lovely where do you get your hats do you know well i was never in there i'll just make mamma go in with me tomorrow hats are an awful bother don't you think so of course i never can have the kind i want i always have to get these young-looking things mamma makes me but i tell you one thing my spring suit is way down to the ground mm-hmm i've driven mamma to it at last why it's perfectly disgraceful there are plenty of girls in our school who have their clothes clear down to the ground when they're only thirteen years old and here i am almost sixteen and mine up to my ankles <gasps> there he is <laughs> claps hand over her mouth oh fudge i didn't mean to say that out loud that's just the trouble i don't know who he is i only know that he gets on my train in the morning and he takes this train every afternoon oh no not that thing i mean the third one with the pink cheeks and the curly hair isn't he a stunner sees his friend by wrist excitedly you don't mean to say that you know him we'll call him over and introduce him i'm just dying to meet him oh well never mind you can explain when we get him here oh go on please wait till he looks this way now he's looking ah oh, he saw us he's coming isn't he swell <laughs> nods how do you do <laughs> yes i've seen you before too yes 
I always take this train. Yes, <laughs> I know you do. I've seen you on it. Isn't it funny we never have met before? I know lots of manual training boys. Oh, yes, I know him and Fred and Dick Vaughan, I should say. I know all those fellows. Awfully nice crowd, don't you think so? Sort of young, but awfully nice. What? Dick Vaughan? Mercy, no, he's just a baby. Why, I've known him since he was that high, and he's only about thirteen. Oh, he goes with lots of older fellows and all that, but... Looks at Conductor, who interrupts her. What? Oh, Ticket. Now, what did I do with my ticket? Did you notice whether I had a pocketbook or not, Pity? Didn't I? Well, maybe it's in my book. Shake's book. No, well, you'll have to punch my ticket twice tomorrow, Conductor. To boy. Oh, now, please don't, thank you. I do have the awfulest time with my ticket. Of course, if I take my pocketbook, it's all right, because then it's in my pocketbook. But if I don't, I usually put it in one of my school books. And then if I don't bring the same book home that I took to school, why, there I am. Why, sometimes I owe the conductor as much as five punches. Dear me, this is my station. Where did I put my other book? Would you mind moving, Betty? No, it isn't there. Oh, thank you. Didn't I have an umbrella? I thought I did. I'm getting off here, conductor. Do come and see me while you're home. To boy. I, I, <laughs> I suppose I'll see you in the morning. Goodbye. Two. Enter mother and small boy, Martimus. Mother. Now hurry along, Martimus. Hurry. Lifts him into seat. Now, you sit still and be a little gentleman. She looks about Carr and back to Martimus. Yes, we are going now. Yes, the engine is pulling us. What makes the engine go? Why, why, the engineer, dearie. Mm-hmm, the engineer. Turn around, Martimus, and let Mama tie your necktie. Now hold still. She unties and ties his tie again. Nonsense. Now, I didn't pull it tight enough to hurt you. Scratch what? Your collar? Where? Here. Oh, that doesn't scratch much. I can't help it if it does. You have to wear a collar when you go to town. Because you do. Gentlemen always wear collars. I don't know why. Yes, that's the lake. Mm-hmm. It's very deep. No, not a million miles, but deep. Quite deep. Martimus, take your feet off my dress. Look at that now. Brushes herself vigorously. Turn around and let me put your cap on straight. I never saw anything like the way you wear your cap. Now, let it alone. I don't care how the boys wear theirs. I want you to wear yours the way I put it on you. Martimus, don't do that again. Haven't you a handkerchief? Well, what have you two for? Laughs. One for each nose. Well, you'd better use them both. That's right. Now put them back in your pocket. 
no no one in each pocket silly looks out the window no this doesn't seem to be a station i suppose we're slowing up to to let off uh, smoke or something or other no now this window is just as good as that well my dear if that is the only thing that will give you happiness go over there but be careful she helps him across martimus oh martimus come here to mamma come here a moment put up your foot i want to tuck your shoestrings in i never saw such floppy things now you may go back careful oh i knew you'd do that sh sh come here to me stop that noise i never heard such yelling come here takes him in her arms and rocks to and fro there there where did em hurt em mamma kiss it there there look at that little baby staring at you ain't you ashamed now you turn round here at your own window yes yes i see it's a freight car i don't know what's in it i expect coal or cows oh it isn't a coal car well it must be something else then yes that steam martimus you do ask such silly questions i don't know anything about steam or cars or cows or coal you ask papa when he comes home he'll know now what are you going to do do sit still like a gentleman what oh the baby isn't it cute wiggles hand at baby across the aisle in the usual asinine manner for attracting a baby's attention how do baby how do to martimus isn't that cunning did you see that smile what you want to kiss that baby well i don't know whether it's mamma will let you or not you might go and ask her but do be careful now we don't want you falling down again helps him across then claps her hands and calls him back why martimus what do you mean by grabbing that little baby by the top of the head of course it's soft there all babies are like that well because they are i don't know why no your head isn't because you're not a baby no mine isn't because i'm grown up papa's well i sometimes think that papa's is a little soft yet oh, this is our station now don't stop to ask questions come along drags him off finally picks him up and runs off three enter an up-to-date girl she is joined by mr atwood she speaks good morning mr atwood won't you join me and how do you fare this perfect day yes it certainly is charming you know i think weather is the only thing i'm conservative about i'm all for extremes in everything else you think so women are more apt to be extremists than men you say well perhaps i never thought of it of course you men are so overburdened with logic reason and all such drawbacks now we women just jump at our conclusions 
and sense the in-betweens while you poor plotters are conscientiously exploring no no i disagree with you i think nine times out of ten we arrive at the same conclusions and you must admit our method is shorter leans over and bows to the woman who passes why how do you do mrs stearns i didn't see you thank you i'm hoping too soon to mr atwood has she been sitting there all the time how stupid of me not to have seen her do i like her yes immensely she's so frankly detestable most women are you know but not frankly she says more nasty things in a minute than you can repeat in an hour and yet she never seems to have any malice a keen eye for human failings and a sharp tongue for summing them up and it's all done in the sort of impersonal attitude of the historian don't you know oh she's clever no no men don't like her she's too smart well that's what i mean i don't think men do like clever women they like them in books but they're afraid of them in the flesh oh well of course women like clever men but then women like men to be their equals and you men you like a woman to be on the next lower mental plane did that man call elmswood i'm off at the next station yes i'm going to the club to play golf i go round every day now with a professional getting ready for the tournament you know we take our games so seriously these days don't you think we do i always seem to be getting ready for a match or getting over a match and it's a maximum of hard work and a minimum of pleasure and of course i wouldn't do it if i weren't such an odious old peacock thirsting for success at things well here we are i'm glad to have seen you thanks i'll work very hard and pray for luck what more can a mortal do four enter maggie dugan and annie o'brien maggie now hurry right along annie o'brien and take the first seat you come to here you are drops into seat and gets up again quickly i beg your pardon sir i didn't see you get down first i hope i didn't hurt you sir well that's good aside i almost squashed him here you are now annie sit down i don't want to sit down i wouldn't sit down if i could i'd rather sit down standing up i'll grab on to one of these hoops she steadies herself by loop it's awful crowded this time of night ain't it annie sure thing yes i've been out all day it's my day out i bought me a ulster annie silk loined and fancy trimmed ah it was a swell thing eight dollars and thirty-eight cents would you believe it ah it's a swell thing no ain't so tired oh, i wouldn't be tired at all if it wasn't that i'm wearing the mistress's old boots and they nearly kill my feet and where are you living now annie are ya and do you like the place utter surprise and horror you don't tell me she won't let you play the coronet 
why what do you stay for annie i wouldn't stay a minute with a woman that wouldn't let me play the coronet why don't you bring her up before the union ah oh, yes i got a nice place most suits me but i says to her before i went there i says now i want one hour on the morning to practice music and one hour after lunch to take me nap the butler's got to be irish so we'll be congenial and i says if i want a few friends in now and then for dinner i don't want no kick comin see and she says to me she says would you mind if me and the family just stopped in the house while you're with us and i says i don't mind at all at all i says but if you promise me these things and don't do em i says i'll have you up before the union and you'll sit in the kitchen and whistle for a cook i says and she knows i was telling the truth i got her coming all right all right she's meek as a lamb annie she never peeps i tell you all you got to do is make up your mind to your rights and learn to handle the upper classes and it's easy it's easy by gar this is my station come round and see me annie come round and see me and the butler so long annie so long end of sketch seven